reporting live from Condo City. Uh, Condo City, Philadelphia here. And uh, we have the, we have special guests in here today. So you want to introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Juju. <laughs> my name is Sterling. What's up? I'm Reese. And Isaac. Isaac's here. Oh. Hannah. Hi. Lauren's here. Meech. And I'm Alex. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Episode um, something. I think it should say it at the bottom of this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're talking about housing for in, in Condo City, Philadelphia. Um, so right now we're actually just talking about the private and, and nonprofit uh, dance that's going on for housing. Like there are all these nonprofit the corporations that yeah. they decided to build. <laughs> right. right. So in Philadelphia, we have, a, we have a non-profits that help people get housing or are supposed to help people get housing and they're given tax money to do that. And it um, doesn't really seem like it's working. Not at all. I mean, I just think that there's no support for housing programs in general, like in terms of funding or even just like support from people like people don't even know that there are housing programs i feel like and um people know that they need housing but like there's no avenue you're just told you're not worth a home basically i feel like in this country yeah the, the housing the housing is definitely just a commodity it's not you know something that is seen as a basic need yeah, for like actually just growth like if you're on drugs or if you're homeless or anything you can't really get better <laughs> until you you have that stable that stable place. Mm-hmm. And the way that the, the current system has has actually changed, where if you go into a homeless ser- services system, there are certain categories that they're prioritized, but they won't tell you what those categories are. So all you do is see like, oh, that person got housing, but I didn't. Right. And what currently is happening is people that have opioid use disorders, they can get housing fast because they got opioid money. But if you just have, you're just like, I have a mental health condition or, or I don't even have a health mental health condition, but I need to pretend I have a mental health condition to get on the disabled list to get housing. Right. Like that is, that is a current situation. Right. It's really, really screwed up because they just, just, they, because you don't know, you're just like, you're like, oh, I gotta have a kid, but I, I have, like, I need to pretend I have a kid, and I have to have, <laughs> yeah. I, what they call is triple ones. You gotta have a substance use disorder, a mental health condition, and be chronically homeless. That means have contacts eight out of the uh, out of twelve months, and and they have to be um, continuous contacts. So if you miss a month, then you're. But the triple one, that's what it's called. And so there's some idea of like what you need to be, but you're just like, why does this system have to be like? Right. So labyrinthine. Just I have like, to be at the bottom of the. To, like I have to be at, the, at my worst. I have to hit my bottom to get housing. <laughs> you need eight more months on the. Can you imagine that? They like they they come to you and it's like oh you got six more contacts and you're in the street and it's like fucking November right. and it's right. like you're legit paperwork. That's what it comes down to in the, in the housing like the nonprofit game that you're paperwork yeah. for really the good cause. <laughs> just like paperwork how that sits there and collects dust. Yeah. Right. I feel like how people are picked for nonprofit programs sometimes, like obviously not in every case, but in a lot of them, they're like picked to fill a quota. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen that happen at nonprofits that I've worked for. And I don't mean by like race or anything. I just mean like they'll use people to make it look like they're doing good yeah, work. Certain yeah. yeah. Like, 
I just mean, yeah, like, they're like, there's always like a token person for their, their quota. <laughs> I, just to, I was gonna say, do you guys think they should be elected instead of, like, picked? By someone else. People at nonprofits. Yeah, like oh, at least for like sure. state funded, you know what I mean? Right. We should be able to control that. Yeah, right. they should. And they shouldn't be structured as like corporations either. Like you have this one per CEO. I've worked right. for nonprofits that get government money and it's like one person controlling all that money or a random board that has nothing to do with the issue controlling that money. And so like the workers themselves, the people who actually do the work to help the people don't have any say. You're incentivized to give money and not do shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the people there. Yeah, the people in power don't know what's going on on the ground at all. Like, right. they're so far from it. Yeah, so removed just from the issue. Like, the solutions, even you'll, you'll get these wacky solutions, like these surface solutions. Right. Like, you, like, you talk about Juju, like, we only have these surface conversations <laughs> about the issues because the people running these organizations don't know the issues. Mm. Yeah. Especially with, like, housing. Like, how do you make certain guidelines and things for people if you've never been in that position or that predicament so that's kind of that's kind of weird <laughs> so do we move to where something like we do we move towards something that makes housing a human right yes. like how do we move for sure yes. like, yeah. <laughs> except helping less yeah right? yes. housing food water health care yeah. It just um, sucks because we're already we fu- we pay that much to fund that we just don't get to have it. That's yeah, and it's yeah. not really that expensive in in retrospect to what we actually spend. Like right. we could probably save several hundred billions <laughs> if we just took care of. Yeah, we were able to offer system. our money toward like our tax dollars towards what we thought was necessities. Like yeah. it would be taken care of, but. But not to someone's private jet or yeah. 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 two story whatever. Or, <laughs> or and police. Right. Like, like that's a huge service. expenditure. Yeah. Or to create fear prison system. Through advertising. It's yeah. crazy how we'll house people in prisons, but we won't like house them in a right. free yeah. situation. Right. Or like Jake said, like, you have to be like, you have to really be in a desperate situation for somebody to give you a helping hand. Yeah. Like that, and then that incentivizes. I, I even know vets who say they go to the VA as soon as they realize they have like onset PTSD and then or issues just in general. They don't know what it is, but then they're told to come back because we have people with PTSD. Go get PTSD and come back. Like that's wow. like we can't help. We don't have the funds yeah. to help you because you don't really have a glorified issue. Yeah. There's one of my my things that I'm like railing against right now is is uh, the medical just medical models of disability, like like we have to like unpack like like all the statistics around dis- people with disabilities, mm-hmm. like I, I'm really tired of, of of it seeing seeming that you can to receive any sort sort of service you have to identify with a disability mm-hmm. so then that like incentivizes people yeah. to try to yeah. become disabled mm-hmm. in a way when. The whole point is that you should make a universal, I- inclusive, designed, like programmatic, like city that just like allows people to like get stuff, right. shit, right? Just basically, yeah. shit. So like, even when it comes to drugs or medicine, if you want Adderall, you should be able to get it over the counter. If you want uh, marijuana, you should be able to get that in a store. It should be affordable. Right. Uh, if you want housing, there should be a space where you can have. You don't need. You don't need to be disabled. You're just like you're a person. A pre- people yeah. need housing. Exactly. Right. So I'm just I'm just tired of, of this thing. You know, because they yeah. 
they're this making all these like differentiations. Like if I need a house, I need a house. It doesn't yeah. matter what I yeah. go through, what I look like. Like I, it's my basic right as a human being. Yeah. Right. Especially since all this is stolen land anyway. Like yeah. none of this yeah. land was like built by anybody or like, like this was given to indigenous no. people and then it was stolen from them. And then someone put a price tag on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Native Americans didn't believe in land ownership. Right. It was all community owned. Yeah. Right. And if you think about it, it doesn't make sense because, like, I just remember learning about how, I don't know if this is, like, accurate or not. Like, I think I learned this in school, so, but, like, how, like, Native people, like, for them, it was, like, seeing, like, owning the air or something which people do yeah, people are doing now yeah yeah that's, that's the but, development of the real estate market they're buying like the air rights yeah above like parking lots and they stuff. are yeah and you can buy like rights above a building right. <laughs> like, like even if like it's crazy all the houses are like just regular two-story homes and then like once they knock a house down, they'll buy extra air zoning. Yeah. So a third story with a deck on it and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just looks out of place. It does. <laughs> or it makes your it makes the re regular residents yeah. look out of place because then you're not keeping up with mm -hmm. the Joneses. Yeah. Development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then you have to move and then they should. It's definitely the purpose. That's the purpose. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. on July Fourth and where where I live, this is Twenty First Street, like. Everybody, well, basically how it is, is all the black families are having cookouts down on the on the ground, and then we see these four white guys drinking beer on the, in their okay. deck on the third floor. Like right. it's the it's the post. It's so you don't have to speak to these terrible people that you moved into their invaded. In, I mean, colonized them. Uh, their neighborhood really so right. like, that's the whole point right that's even that goes into I know you talk about a reach that crab just that crab lifestyle of, like all of us living on top of each other and like in a room like mm -hmm. it's and we don't really speak outside of that we legit go to work and then we're in our our box mm -hmm. so like that's housing now like housing is even something that yeah. you, you're able to entertain that you you have the space to be yourself they want to box us in like they want us to be ourselves like in our in our pots but yeah. not like in society and like actually talk about our issues and just cut off their social line they've invested so much in like media though they, they've invested a lot in like yeah. entertainment like mm -hmm. it's really easy to stay in your house and just yeah, yeah. And not leave your house yeah. Yeah. everything can come to you yeah. now yeah anything you want right you don't even have to get out of bed most times. No. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> your entertainment is right in your hand exactly. when you're alarmed. Like, right. Yeah. like, right by your head when you wake up. Like, yeah. Right there when you go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It reduces your need for like that interaction. Like, until you're just in that box, you're atomized. And you're feeling all these things alone. You feel alone when shit's yeah. happening to you. Yeah. Or you think you feel these things alone because yeah. even when we all come together and then like, oh, I felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, felt, I thought I was the only one that felt yeah. crazy. Like, you're like you shocked know. that shit like right. that. When like, yeah. Which is never really normal. the only one. Yeah. It's the power of community and they just design housing in our country so we have the least of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Whether it's a tract house like in the suburbs, like your little McMansion or even like... <laughs> you know, the new houses that they're building in the city and, like, how they want us to, like, take cars everywhere is they don't want us to know each other yeah, and that's each other. 
my day in Jersey today. Like, I just didn't understand how do people socialize with one another when our house is right yeah, there. Yeah, they and don't. The <laughs> they yeah. Right yeah. And, and we ride like they eight don't. miles up a road. You've seen nobody outside. It's crazy. I'm just like, yeah. get me back to Philly. At least I see people walking past each other. Yeah, that's just, true. <laughs> getting secondhand smoke at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I, I like city life so much honestly is because like where I grew up like everyone like lived on their own plot of land yeah. <laughs> like in the country and like there were no kids even within walking distance of me like I and I, I that's what I appreciate about city life but that, I think that's why people when they move here they they don't know how to talk to their neighbors and like not that also it's like obviously it's designed that way like it's part of the colonization process where they don't talk to people in the neighborhood but like it's also like those people have been like separated from their community too like Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and that's just how it's all designed in this country so we don't actually talk to each other considering your question um, I feel like the situation I see is that there's a bunch of, like, revolutionary people. Well, I was, okay, this is not my idea. Okay. But I was talking to some friends, they were describing the revolutions that happened in China and how people were really pissed off, there was a revolution, uh, but that revolution just led to more, to that clique of people, like, change, like uh, terrorizing and oppressing everyone else. And it's like, and I'm wondering, like, with... With this sort of thing, like we like, there there are there are like nonprofits that like believe they're like we're believing community land trusts and that. But you, I look at them, I'm like, no, you you really take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just another clique that like does not care about everybody else. You're not about like right. spreading power. You're about like finding. You're about like having a relationship with like. DHCD, which is all non-profit. Right, it wants wants to be friends with power instead of people who suffer. Yeah, it doesn't represent when you work when you work in that. I think it it goes to that structure, and that's why these the non-profit industry we have won't won't bring us housing. It won't bring us health care and all these other things that we depend on it for. Because and it's a it's a third party. Like that third party could just have different leadership or a different board the next week. And whatever you fought for can be changed and, and reconfigured. So then what? So you have no control. You have, you're not empowered to make the change. You're not empowered to say, I can be a nurse or a doctor in my community because those things aren't there. You're relying on the third party if that nonprofit came yeah. in for health care or food. So what's the organization? So what's the organization? Yeah, the non-profit, nonprofits or 501c3 can't do it, right? No, it's just another... It has to be internal. It has to yeah. be land trust, but the land trust has to be owned by the people who live there. By who, who is the people? The, the residents. How many people is that? I mean, is however that many is in your community, however many people you feel connected to, like that's how that's like building bottom up. Is you start with, as like no matter how introverted or extroverted of a person you are, you choose the size of your community. You like, and that's the power of building bottom up. Is like you're starting, like with each individual and their needs and they find other people that have the same needs. Like that's how we formed communities naturally. Mm-hmm. And now how we form communities is just like <laughs> where you're born and yeah. your income. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It really is based on your income. Like you said, you'll have these houses or condos that are just a bunch of people 
party in the roof of people of their same income and it's removed from other people down on the ground of different income. But, I mean, that's built there because the community that lives there, that low income community, doesn't have a say. So these things happen. You have mixed income neighborhoods because, because the, the higher class wants to come in, not that the lower class wants these things built for them. And, you know, it, yeah, just nonprofits are operated in the same way, like within the system. It's always upper class people that are in positions of power in nonprofits. Right. But to go to your like, point, I think, you know, it is community ownership. And I mean, right now we have a mixed bag. We have people who live here who we look at as gentrifiers, some of us. But they have been gentrified themselves, and we have to look at that as well, yeah. and not, you know, have that inner strife between working class people, you know. And then that is the resident. You live there; you're a part of that community, whether you want to or not. Really, that's the choice you made by living there. And if you don't want to work with the community, then that kind of is a choice that you can have to leave. But you should have that choice. Housing should just be. A, you you can get a job in another city and have to move, so you should be able to have that community connection to move towards housing and shelter wherever you know your work is needed wherever your service is needed there's just a slight difference between the community that you want to be and the, and and that you're in and maybe you live by these people and the community that you're willing to give up your housing rights and give that to these other group of people um and that's like takes like a really deep love of those people it takes a deep love of ourselves. i mean you don't really trust other people do you really trust yourself i mean at the end of the day, we're just one of the people. If we feel like we're better than the people, then you're betraying the people. You know, it's kind of... And yeah, and we all have reasons for our the distrust. One, 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 that's kind of right, but... but that's no, I'm not giving... Right. I'm, I'm not, what? I agree, I mean... I mean, for me to give up my ownership right in, like, anyway, in anything, maybe this shirt to, like, because I want to give it to this community shirt, mm-hmm. but, like, I know those people are, like, toxic, and they're... I don't know, it's, it's uh, as a black person, I know that, like, whenever I'm, like, whenever there's, like, an encounter with a white person, they are, they are, they think differently about, about almost everything. They're, like, constantly thinking about, like, how much is this person using it? And, like, and, and commenting on, I, I'm just thinking about my roommate, my housemate. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, 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 you don't, you're not thinking about this as, like, my autonomy. You're thinking about, like, this thing that... Is like it's commodity. It's it's use, and I like, right. and and I don't, and and there are tons of people that think like that. Right, there's and a, a whole there class are, of liberals who think like that. And they're friends of mine, but it becomes it becomes like, like we're like fun. We're like having fun when we like have our own things, but like when we have a shared thing, they're like, oh no, you need to. Cl- I don't know. I'll give you my example. Like, yeah. no, no, you need to clean that pan in this like particular way because we need that to last for a long time. You're not cleaning it right, so what? I need. Need you, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's like a conversation I've had several times. You know, because if you're like sharing goods, yeah, no. don't pretend that, like don't. Right. What are you guys that's talking true. about? If you if you had the same shirt and somebody was washing it in like not the right way or like washing it in a way that was gonna like make it tear apart, and you had to wear that that shirt also, you're gonna say like no, no. I will tell you how to do this right. And don't don't put it on that. I agree that we don't have the people remotely close to those positions of power that I would trust with that kind of power. Facts. I, I just don't that see anybody. I don't trust anybody with that kind of power now. But I feel like what we're talking about is 
shifting a way of thinking, you know, like for the people yeah. here. So like maybe we'll get there to where yeah. we can trust people with that kind of power. That's where it's yeah, that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like we still yeah. like you know. That's where it starts. Cause yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, we're not all remotely close. Like we're not. I mean, <laughs> Isaac and Hannah are roommates. We're not all roommates together. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I I met all you guys through a person like. I met Hannah through Isaac. I met Judy through Isaac. I met Alex through Isaac. I met Meech through Alex. I met you two through Alex. Like, and before this, I might not have ever met any of you, mm-hmm. but that's like the beauty of it. And like, you just have to find your tribe, like your soul tribe. Yes. Period. Like she said what she said. Like, that can be an example of community. Yeah. Exactly. Like, right. we can build our community own. don't have to be based on exactly where you live at or demographically you live at community just based on like common struggles and ideas and mm-hmm. structural ways of just thinking mm-hmm. so, and, and that's why we really just have to go from the bottom up and like base everything from yeah. and this is this is step one yeah. shifting like I like said shifting, shifting thoughts you know like, but I will say I think it is based on love I do think that like I only have like a certain amount of love and time that I've spent with people. And I will say, like, somebody asked me for money, and for me, I love them so much, I was like, yeah, of course. Right. And they're like, well, we have to figure out a payment plan. I'm like, no, I love you. No. Right. Like, that's like, you're, I feel like one with them. That kind of stuff does not happen, though, a lot. Right. And I don't trust people not to take advantage of me mm-hmm. right. or hurt me or harm me. <laughs> That comes, that comes with influences, though. Outside influences. Right. Yeah. And it just comes with, like, the well, culture. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no thought, no nothing. It's, it just is. Yeah. Right. It just exists. And it feels great to be in community with other people like that. Right. For sure. And I think that is, honestly, like, our human nature. Like, we're always, we always look at the bad side mm-hmm. of, like, humanity. But, like, I think if there weren't so many distractions and, like you know so many things that were dividing us I think that would be our natural yeah. state right. is but like they don't want that you can't make money off of that so right. and if we're all fighting over like who has the nicer house mm. then like mm-hmm. you'll you'll accept that price tag mm-hmm. you know exactly. that's arbitrary <laughs> yeah yeah without realizing because we're disagreeing on right. what we yeah. have you know yeah and it keeps us divided I yeah. think what keeps us divided is well not I don't, I don't really know if it's what keeps us divided. So I think you said this thought. Keep us like, <laughs> people, there are different groups of people dealing with and looking at things in entirely different ways, and that should be acknowledged. And it's like, acknowledged not of the opposite acknowledging one another, but like me and my group and what I'm seeing, acknowledging that the next person is looking at things through a different dimension than I am. And that's just really important for like, I don't know, I feel like from my experience, people are always waiting for someone to reach out a hand to them. And I think that's the problem. Instead of looking at yourself and Right. I don't know if I'm translating that. It goes into like, you'll just, like if you feel like you don't trust people, but you might give off a non-trusted vibe. You might not smile. And like, once you smile, you're like, oh, these people were talking to me. It was that change that I made. It was, 
you know, and that's definitely the that's definitely the culture we should go forward with, or like that mindset for culture, like that we should go forward. And it is us. You do make the imp- you can make that impact, and like you making that change liberates others to make that change. Period. You're right, and then we'll have these basic needs because it won't be about the better basic need. It'll just be about providing that basic need. Facts. We gotta teach people to care about each other. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all looking for a helping hand, but it's like, it's like at the end of the day, like being empathetic is something you do have to do yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> but um, like I think we shouldn't be afraid to hold each other's hand either at this point, which like I know I've been afraid of. <laughs> like it's it's hard to trust and love when like everything is telling you not to um yeah gotta learn how to filter the influences yeah we live in a world where we're told not to love but it's our nature to love Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even regard housing, you're, you're told to think about the real estate boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like how you can make your money off of like the current situation. That's all it is going on right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of giving people homes. Yeah. Even yeah. when we talk to school, yeah. they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna flip this house, flip this house. It's like, what about your family members that's like, yeah. Right. Or you'll get into an industry that's a basic need. Like, right. people, it's like, it's like you hoarding water. <laughs> and then you think you're a great salesman because people are buying this water. It's like, no, he needs this water to live, which is also happening. That's where the greatest yeah. exploitations yeah, come from. Basic right, just basic like notes. And housing. Water. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, though. It comes down to just... Ex- it comes down to we allow basic needs to be commodities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the problem. Like, literally, when you talk about land, we're commodifying something that is like a global good like it's there right why are you putting this type of fences yeah yeah. that's all it is yeah so is the um i will say i do think that that's why talking about racism is the most important thing the the thing that allows for others to see like homelessness or or anything is, is the dehumanizing effect of, mm-hmm. of racism this is because you see so many like in so many like all white situations everybody's like receiving housing or like like Sweden or, or like a, even yeah. a Massachusetts or something of like that sort you'll see you're like wait I don't understand why they can have this social housing in this place in like Vienna all they have it's like oh oh it's because they see everybody as human and you right. go somewhere like Detroit and everything's just Right. North Philly. And you, we also need to call out the people who are who are complicit in this, like the universities of higher education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. You know yeah. churches and religious institutions and buy of land, you know, with yeah. the poor people. Right. Yeah. I mean um, the new board president of Temple is this guy named uh, Stephen Morgan or something. Anyway, his name is Morgan. Um, he is a, owns this this uh, property management company called Morgan Properties. Jones mm-hmm. about I don't know intense. It's, it's a huge conglomerate. My organization sued them and won, but it was like a seven year case. So we need like more seven year cases. Right. You know. No, he just needs to be stopped. Right. Um, he, of course, wants to expand uh, Temple and also all the Temple 
affiliated entities into turning all this housing that is for people with children into student housing. Right. So where the fuck is like a single woman with a child yeah. will, will live? Yeah, exactly, it's already done. Yeah. It's already done because you can't get into any of the student housing with fucking Kappa Kappa's all, Kappa 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 or whatever. Fucking fucking Diamond Street, you know? Yeah. Right. No. No, you can rent on Diamond Street is like thirteen hundred now. Like Diamond Green. Yeah. Wait, it's thirteen hundred to live there. Now. Right. No. That shit was built worse than like they build affordable housing. It, it was like it was worse than a trailer <laughs> that they put that together. Like they built modules of it and like it's just crazy that they're charging thirteen hundred dollars for that. When I see those new houses being built in like two weeks. That's kind of yeah, yeah. That's what people are buying. That's yeah, what buying yeah. shitty cribs, right? With ovens that don't work and shit. Like right. they're, they're cool with that. They're like six hundred. They don't even see that because it's, like, it's not like people are here are buying it. These are like people who live in like Hoboken. Yeah, Right. They don't even see the house being built. They just come here and yeah, they, they come in and see it. Nice sheeps and right. the, the right. stove is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all they look for. Literally, like, that was just the same house next door. They just ran in and just yeah. redid yeah. it. Real yeah. shit. Like you'll see these wood frames, right? Yeah. And then like, you'll come Got back a couple of months, and it's just bricks, <laughs> right? Like metal. You're like, no, yeah. nigga, like you know how you built this? Like <laughs> the big bad wolf would definitely blow their houses. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is crazy. The way things are set up are pretty, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I was gonna say, um, is this solution? Cause to say like, how do you go back from how things are drawn the way they are now mm-hmm. to a place where like we start to look at land like something we don't own? Cause I feel like mine and ownership is something that's very important to us, yeah. like as a society. Like ownership is yeah. the shit to us. Yeah. And renting is frowned upon, even in a world like this, and how mm-hmm. stupid mortgage and all this shit is, people still look at people who rent like they're assholes. Like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you go back to a place? My thing is yeah. to reroute everything. Yeah. Like, you literally have to... Start no from old from wires. <laughs> you yeah. have to, it's built on a fucked up foundation, exactly. so you have to literally start from the bottom. <laughs> I think we have to tear it all down, to be honest. Yeah. No parts. <laughs> like they're they just want to press the status quo and we can't have it anymore. Right. Just education on like what like you said, what ownership really is. Like people think you get people think you don't have a like you said, you frown on renters, but you're just your your landlord is just the bank. Like you or the city. You you miss a couple taxes or like you don't do you don't have certain insurances, the bank can come take your house. They do so you don't really you don't really <laughs> like, they, they do. Right, so like it's, I guess it's educating on what, what is really out there, like the options that are really out there. But also, like you said, in other countries like Vienna and like other like Norway and Sweden and stuff, they have public housing because public housing or housing as a human right, for the most part, they, in those type of places. So like, it's based on your your need. It's not based on how much money is in your pocket. Like the because here you can a guy will get a house, his fifth house, when someone needs one house. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he, you know, he has enough money in his pocket. Work more hours. Right. <laughs> he just the, the guy with five houses just inherited them. So it's and that's just an investment. Like that's that's what Philly is now. It's really just an investment. They don't. They, nothing's being built for the current citizens. And I think it goes to that people have to see that. 
Like, so, for instance, in Philly, they're closing grocery stores and, like, the black community, three grocery stores, one Vietnamese, one, one is, like, the longest tenured Vietnamese grocery store in Philly. And it's, like, that is the removal of our culture, I think, has, has to get people to realize that something else has to happen. Like, you can't just keep moving and being displaced and redoing it over. Yeah, I think, I think that people do have to you know, think about fighting and constantly. Uh, people are just not, they're not fighting. And even I think, even when we were talking to the Vietnamese people at first, they were like, oh, I guess we just won't, we'll just go somewhere else. But like, no, they'll find you. Right? <laughs> like, I don't understand. People, it's like, like, I think people talk about like Black Wall Street, but it's like, yeah, right. even if you build it up, they will find you and they will bomb you. So you have to fight them. You have to. And, and constantly. And I don't know, I don't know how we turn that thing from like, it's not like, this is just like a thing that we do. And it's like, just like have it in your bones and I'm going to fight and it's not going to drain me. If anything, I feel like I get excited, yeah. you know? And then after you, you know, put some, put somebody down, you go and you're like, I don't know, have some fun. Right. Do some drugs, dance a little, <laughs> do whatever, you know. But it has to be. I'm reading Pleasure Activism, everybody read it. We have to have pleasure in the activism. Yeah. You cannot have people committing suicide, completing suicide, like getting, like having psychosis and all this stuff, right. getting drained down. No. Right. We have to fill each other up. Right. It can't be a PC revolution. I think that's, uh, I think that's what you get a lot with like a lot of the organizations that try to appease the, the establishment as definitely a PC version of activism. But I feel like the Ferguson, I mean, that, that was, that was amazing. It was. With, with, all those uh, people did, uh, yeah. you know, guys and girls like did. But now, sadly, did you hear a lot of them people were turning up like dead? Or exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, and I feel like there's a lot of mental health stuff going yeah. on too, yeah. and a lot of them felt, you know, well, I mean, they were watched and terrorized and all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, you know, we have to become comfortable with like being constantly monitored and yeah. stuff like that. So I know people. Sometimes people. That makes them crazy. I don't know. You know. I mean, yeah, I, know, I have a lot of family members that yeah. are like, "Yeah, the FBI has to listen to me," yeah. and whether that's true or not, right. um, you just gotta be all right. The FBI is gonna be listening. Right. That's true. Yeah. You have to just stay like focused on right. what you're doing it for. Right. Yeah. But don't let that steal. Let them let them steal your joy. And it goes back no. to what you're I think it is yeah. that community. Like it is building those communities where you get okay with. You know, with the, not get okay with the oppression, but you're fight. You're you're focused on fighting the oppression, and you're not focused on the things of the oppressor and their cohort is trying to do. You're not letting it bother. You're not going to hide because you have that community to help you stand out, to help you talk. Community is definitely key, cause like, yo, man, based off of what I've read about what's happened to plenty of leaders, mm-hmm. at least from the black community, that's how they've done it mm-hmm. successfully: is isolate mm-hmm. and drive niggas the fuck crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, they use that insecurity of self, insecurity of your surroundings against you, and that's how they, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely that, man. But it's also a matter of for the people who live day-to-day dealing with this shit, but still not addressing it themselves is helping them see it. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to convince a nigga from any block that this shit is important to them when niggas around them are getting shot by yeah, people they right, know. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't convince. That's very defeating. You can't right. convince them. Right. I'm just saying. I don't know, man. No, you. It is. You got to meet people where they at. I think this whole yeah. this whole mission is meeting people where they at. Like, you can't condone. You yeah. yeah. You can't condone somebody for their line of thinking because all of us are just a result of 
in our interaction with the system. Like all of us are shaped just by the things that happen to us. And like you said, realizing that racism or you know even class division plays a big part of that. Like just the narratives that are given to us about other people. Um, instead of I think like like more or less what Juju talks about is from that spirituality aspect. Like we all come from. That same dust, that same space dust. Yeah, <laughs> we an accident. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's that connection. I feel like it, it does help us build those connections. So we're stop. We're not fighting for just black land, but we're fighting for land for like all people. Mm-hmm. And people need to like fight for their own land and their own rights. The like the difference is we just have to do it in solidarity. Like that's the and the point of that is so they can't kill us all. Like they, like. With solidarity, they cannot kill us because the movement will exist in so many different communities. Mm-hmm. At that point, it'll exist on its own. Even exactly, it can become that point. I guess back to what and Reese were kind of saying, like that is the culture switch, that mindset switch. When those communities realize that they, that kind of their destiny to choose what their community looks like, the outcomes in their communities, what's built, how the land is used, and yeah, I think that culture switch is. How do you get to that culture switch? How do you... We already... I mean, we already think that way, I think, naturally. Like, we think about our friends and our family. We don't think... Like, that's why people don't think about all the big picture issues is because they only think about their friends and their family. So we have to, like, teach other people to tune the rest of it out because, like... Like, that's really all you need to focus on is, like, the community that you're building yourself that love like you were talking about yeah and supporting each other's communities like yeah we didn't have to go to nice town and fight against that gas plant being bought and built on land that other people can live like that could come to our community too and we would want the same help and solidarity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so you do need that like broader understanding i think but like also like we have to build from like the love that we have in our friends and family because I think otherwise you'll go insane <laughs> like yeah uh, that's, that's true <laughs> that's very true uh, I don't know I don't know how do you I don't know how you fight you know that feeling of like being scared how do you fight the fear of of putting I guess putting we were talking about being emotional earlier and realizing that you know putting making doing any of that like you said extending yourself to people starting like you were talking about it makes you vulnerable it puts you in a position to be used to be taken advantage of how do we do something how do we move ourselves and move other people before it's like I don't know. I always get the feeling that people have to have their front, their kids on the front page before it's like, oh, the police are bad yeah. or like things they are. Gotta not hit their doorstep, right? Right. Like, how do we get? How do you change the culture, that mindset, before you know it is in the, at their front door? You have to get people make spaces for people to have these conversations. You know, that's what some of the stuff. I think I don't know if you're referring to spirituality. It has to, It's like based in spirituality. Mm-hmm. It's having faith that people are are st- stating the things that that they're that are true for them. So but then it happens in a, when we're in a room and one person is like, Well, I got pulled over uh, or I got arrested for having a stem and that really happened to me. Somebody just said, Well, 
no, please don't do that. And they're like, I'm standing in front of you. I told you what happened to me. Right. Like, what girl. do you mean? Yeah. Need that middle ground. <laughs> you know, it's like really hard. But but what do you do? It's about creating. You have to create the libertary space mm-hmm. first for those conversations to even happen. And just help people realize that you can trust other people. Like, I think the reason why like I talk to so many different types of people is because I foolishly trust everyone <laughs> like I'm like it's your human nature. yeah and like I've obviously had to learn how to tell when I can't trust somebody but like I think the issue is we really don't trust each other and we don't trust each other because of race or class or any other label that they can like put on us yeah. like and it's really just developing that like inner trust that things are going to be okay and that things like like that you can trust like like on average you can probably trust the other person like around it surrounding you like more than more likely than yeah you. yeah you gotta re-engineer yourself like you really gotta like modify how you were like made basically mm-hmm. to like to have these feelings yeah. and to do these things is there somebody showing you the showing interest in where you are? You know, like you were saying with drug addiction in regards to homelessness and stuff. Like, is it me having an interest of where you are and what you need as that person that's in pain, that's in suffering, and then figuring out a solution? Like, I guess this is how you do it from the like you talk about the bottom up. Is that how you do it? Like, how do you? I don't know. Cause I, I think so. Yeah. I think honestly, it starts with healing. Like, like we always say, like. A lot of these issues we're talking about are traumatic, like, and we might not even realize how traumatic it is, because it might not affect us, like, directly, but it affects us all because we're all connected to each other, but that's where it starts, healing, and addressing, and educating. I feel like, um, ooh, here we go. I felt something like a flipping Alright, so, um, I know you were saying, well, I know we're always saying something about trust. So I'm still learning that, and that trust goes within yourself. Every single day, I write goals down of, like, what kind of person do I want to be today? What, what, like, what kind of person do I see myself? And the more I'm, like, vulnerable on social media, like, that's what I use social media for, to be vulnerable, to speak my voice and speak my truth. And the more I do that, I have all these different people, like, on my IG story that I meet every single day on um, the Regional Rail, it doesn't matter all types of like backgrounds, white, black, Indian, and they're like watching my IG story because I write like my truth of like I'm still learning how to love myself, still learning how to know like I'm worthy of love. Mm-hmm. And you have these people like, yo, I felt that. I feel the same way. We need to hang out. And then they like they do it constantly every day and that inspires me every day to be like, Well, this is my truth. I'm living in my truth. They, I can be vulnerable. They catching you at your your rawest form. Period. <laughs> and when you do that, people, like, so many people reach out to me and be like, yo, I'm not feeling, like, too good today, Juju. I need some of that good Juju. And I'm like, right. <laughs> like, I, like, teach them, like, yeah. what you're doing as you're, like, healing yourself. Right. So And that yeah. your truth is, like, other people's truth. Period. Because yeah. we're just all human and we're exactly. all traumatized. 
Period. <laughs> Every last one of us. That's what it really is about, and that's why we yeah. don't trust each other. Yeah. We are traumatized. Exactly. The very first moment when we got our heart broken, we told ourselves we're not trusting nobody else, mm-hmm. and this is why we're like, <laughs> I ain't talking to you. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But like inside, we fucking broken. Like yeah. we are we hurting. Are Every last one of us. It doesn't yeah. matter about race or anything. We're yeah. all hurting. Even those high class people, they got so many issues. Yeah. They daddy and mommy had to go that's to work. Right. They had mm-hmm. to go. They got to. They got to be in that big house, that big mansion. And those little kids are broken. They don't even know. I mean, all those people that have a ton of money that be following me on Instagram. They have all this materialistic shit. But when I be speaking my truth, my rawness, they be like, I felt that. And they give every time when they see me, they give me hugs. Like, let's go out to lunch. You need anything? I'm like, no. <laughs> see ya. But like being honest with yourself and healing yourself first, that's what it really is about. Mm-hmm. It really is it really starts within yourself. So even like now, I didn't know what I was about to walk into. I'm just like, all right, I know Isaac, I taking this chance and when I started speaking my truth, your truth started spilling over about Oya and all that and I'm like, Oh <laughs> shit, you know about that? Because I don't wanna come off as like weird or anything. Like and I need to learn how to Maybe I am weird. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Everybody was born different. You know, so yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah, we are unique and different and have different ways. But you know when you've been judged, it's like growing up. I'm traumatized. It's my trauma. I was born in the yeah, urban community. So spirituality. <laughs> what? No, what's that? Yeah. I don't. You believe in spirits? What? My parents You're sick. Me weird when I had yeah. my little See? Crystal yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. My mom was yeah. like, that's that voodoo stuff. Yes. And I'm like, this. <laughs> Do you know your roots? <laughs> Period. They don't. They're far from it too. Yeah, exactly. What's that disconnection from the land right there? You don't know your own. You don't know where you came from. Ooh. Yep. Talk that. That's what it is. And it, it really all connects because, like, you know, to have that more. I think it is a moral problem that we, we don't see people deserve housing, but it comes from our disconnection, our moral disconnection. Like you say, like you you feel weird or you feel this and the third because. Other people didn't feel comfortable, mm. so then they wanted to they wanted to shut, kill your flame, and kill who you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, you, when 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 you find when you find the, the freedom and the, like the trust in yourself to be yourself, Ooh. it liberates others. It, it really does mm-hmm. because you know me, like you said, I've met all these people as a meech, you know, in this slash or in Reese in this last year. But you guys liberate me, and you guys inspire me to be better, you know, a better person, mm-hmm. um, and realize that you all have different needs. Like we all have different needs, mm-hmm. and you know, and even learning about myself is, you know, the the faults that I have, and being okay with them, but then working to better them is like the challenge. Period. Always. Right? Yeah. Period. Yeah, that's the biggest challenge. Acknowledging, then, you know, acknowledge, self-aware, then self-improvement. Like, all right, mm-hmm. I see, I see that. All right. Take those steps. Don't rush it and be like, all right, I see it. I gotta like get better tomorrow. It's like, take, it's a process because you are healing trauma. I'm still learning that. <laughs> I think everyone, that's like a life learning process. Like, I, yeah. I know even my dad at his age is still learning that. Mm-hmm. So. And I want to go back to you um, saying, because I have that thing, too, where I allow people to, like, cross boundaries and take advantage of me, protecting yourself. No one would like to speak up and be, like, using that voice. I'm, I don't feel comfortable with that. You don't have to get all nasty and, like, just angry and, like, okay, let's just fight now. You can be like, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. Hey, if you want to be in my life, X, Y, and Z. This is going to disturb, 
that kind of behavior will destroy this relationship. You're, you're communicating your needs and saying, that's not going to cut it with me. Even if you don't know them, if they don't know, like, your boundaries, communicate them. Yeah. Your voice matters. Period. I said what I said. Because you matter. Seriously, I'm still working on that too. Like, hold up. If you're going to be in my life, you're going to have to do this. And if they want to be in your life, they'll make those changes. And if they don't, like, that's just who I am. What that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Snip, snip. All right, and exactly what you said is emblematic of just the overall race relationship we have with like the state and our government and the city and everything like we don't we don't allow we don't draw that line with we, we accept mm-hmm. we say right. oh, I don't want my tax money to go to that mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't draw that line even mm-hmm. like in we our don't. personal relationships mm-hmm. so it's hard to do it on a global scale it's hard to do it on a, uh, yeah. a bigger scale yeah for sure never uh, no means no <laughs> <laughs> but like in all situations like yeah. it really it and we need to like be ready to scream it I don't know. I would, I'm trying to see it as like sexual assault, just like, mm. like whether it's the police or even the airport. I'm like, am I supposed to be getting a half, a half bulge right now or <laughs> with this fucking thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, just right. like, like, why, it's... why are we? Why stop, ta- stop you know. touching me? You just like, <laughs> yeah. Like what's. TSA does have some uh, some very cold fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's unnecessary, and people, and then we just accept that. This yeah. seems great. This seems okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Jesus. We let the state, you know, take control of our housing, mm-hmm. our genitals, our yeah. mm-hmm. whatever, because we don't. We're not taught to keep those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. We have to protect ourselves at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. There's so much constantly coming at us to tear us down, break us apart. 